J-Rod D. And I'm G. And you listen to the Poor Life Podcast. Hosted by none other than Nuance. Check this out, right? We're going to implement something new. So after each episode that comes out, we're going to do a Q&A episode. And what we would like from you, our watchers, viewers, subscribers, and fans, and supporters, friends, family, all that good stuff, want you guys to hit us up on our social media outlets, Facebook, Instagram, etc. With any question you would like to ask about poetry, the art form, the industry, anything such as that. Yeah, we we like to enhance that idea of asking the people who are our viewers and our listeners, you know, because we, you guys may have questions that we just don't think of. So it's always good to have that avenue for y'all to communicate with us. So hope y'all dig it. In other news, happy Sunday. Happy Sunday to you. Happy D-New Day. Happy Charter Day to Brother D-New, Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man. It was a beautiful day today, too, man. Beautiful day. It wasn't raining like it was yesterday. Yeah, church was good. I thought it was going to be a little more uh, rainy than like the weather pred- predicted, I guess you can say. I don't know, man. Um, but it's, 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 it's going Sun good. Was so shining. It was definitely Memorial, hot. Memorial Day weekend. We still working. Happy Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day. No work tomorrow. That's that's pretty good. We're that's still here doing our thing, right? We got to work tomorrow. Um, it's a real life day today. Got my little son in here. He's over here asleep. He's fresh from church. Got suspenders on. Yeah. He's a... Uh, Came through dripping. <laughs> So if you hear any noise, anybody gets excited and a little screaming, that's him. Just know that's He's him. He's going to chime in from time yeah, to time. Yeah, from time to time. <laughs> but that's what it's all about, man. We're family. Uh, we try to keep it fresh. We try to keep it real. Ad-libs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit of ad-libs, right? <laughs> um, so today, right? Um, so far this week, maybe it was last week, we're going to do a little current event real quick. Kendrick mm-hmm. Lamar, right? Yeah. So Kendrick Lamar is doing this thing. The championship tour is going, going along well along the country. They come to... Uh, I want to say, is it Meriwether? I think it's Meriwether. Or is it Jiffy Lube? They come here actually Friday. This Friday? Yeah, SZA, the whole TV crew. Absol, J-Rock, all them, right? So Kendrick doing a song, and Kendrick normally when he does this song right here, he has a fan come on stage, and he asks the fan, do you know the words? They say, yeah, I know all the words, all the words. Okay, ask him again, you know the words? I know all the words, okay. The beat comes on, man down, where, where you, you from? from? And you know, mm. you know, it's 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 there's a few words in there that uh, a person of lighter pigment, non-melanated complexion, yeah, shouldn't say, right? So she gets on stage and of course she's in the moment, she's she's enjoying the song and she goes off and she's saying word after word after time after time. And Kendrick gets to the point where he stops, kills the, the band <laughs> stop, everybody stop, and he's like, wait a minute. And she's like, what's going on? It was going so good, bro. It was going so well. We was having fun. We were vibing. And he said, well, there's one word you, you couldn't say, but you kept on saying it. And she said, well, I, I, I can't say that word. He's like, you know you can't say that word, but it's in the song. It's in the lyrics. Why can't I say it? And he asked the fans if she should stay on the stage. And at that point, I, I didn't even see the rest of the clip. It was like on Charlemagne Donkey today. Uh, so that's the most that I saw. But the question I want to ask, man, like, as far as that, we, we got lyrics. And of course... You know, if you write a certain thing, people want to say it. Yep. Especially you, in music. Yeah. Do you curtail your lyrics so that people who shouldn't say certain words don't say certain words? Or is it more so like you just saying what you're going to say and whoever says it 
is going to say it. I think I I just write what I want. Yeah. And then because like just because they don't say it in front of us don't mean that they don't say it. That's true. You know, so that definitely happens. And the fact that, you know, (laughs) she was bold enough to get on stage and say it in front of the millions and millions of people. I'm thinking about that uh, Freaky Friday joint. Yeah, the Freaky Friday, Freaky Friday, Friday like that, and it, that was a little contradiction with uh, <laughs> with Dicky yeah, yeah. and uh, Chris Brown and all that jazz. But it, it's the same rule applies, like uh-huh. you know. <laughs> come on now, and then in 2018, it gets to a point where today's time they they don't even care no more because yeah. they getting away with anything. They uh-huh. literally getting away with murder. So right. it's like, what's a word to murder? You feel me? It's synonymous. Oh, I could do this and, you know what I'm saying, walk mm-hmm. and get home just fine. I'm going to get on stage and say word for word, yeah. man down, yeah. where you from, mm-hmm. uh-huh. all that. But, hey. Do you, do you think it's safe to say or is, is it fair to, to justify that as like, well, you guys say it to each other. So well, why you know, you know why? what? I was watching and I don't know if the viewers or you like, uh, well, no, we watched... Uh, What's the uh, Dear White People? Yeah, yeah, Netflix. The show or the movie? The Both? show. Okay, the show. Yeah. The show because I feel like the show ties in deeper into a lot of what's going on. Okay. So when the the whole scenery of the Caucasians moving into oh, the, yeah, 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 the, the black dorm yeah, yeah. and integrating everything <laughs> like that, it's just it's the same. I feel it's all the same because they're gonna ask questions. Well, why? Why is the, uh, I remember one episode, she was asking about the, the menu in the cafeteria because they had like fried chicken mm-hmm. and grits or something like that. Like, it was too much sodium or something in the, in the chicken and this, that, and the third. Like, you're trying to water down our culture, but you want to, you know, be a part of our culture, but not a, a part of us. Like, you don't want us to be there when you're, quote unquote, sampling our culture. Culture appropriating, culture vultures, yeah. as you could say, similar to the... The blackface parties and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, so her you know? getting on that stage and using that word is not a shock to me. Yeah, yeah, definitely like, a shock. She, and, I didn't think she'd get on stage and say it. I, like, what? Sheesh. What? <laughs> you get on stage beside the man and you go off. That's just like uh, in, the, uh, in the documentary uh, Rapture. Okay. When uh, Logic brought the little boy on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, now he, he did. He asked his mom. Okay. He was like, Mom, can I use the bad words? Now, she would have said, Kendrick, can I say... Mm-hmm. That would have been different because then she's getting like, you know, she's getting an approval. She's yeah. giving an approval. Of course, she wasn't gonna get it, but yeah. it's just like at least you had the common courtesy to say, "I know all the words, but I know this word is in there, so is it cool that I use it?" Of course, it's not. But you know, you being cognitive mm-hmm. and just you know, mentally aware, like, oh, I might get jumped <laughs> after this performance because there's somebody in the crowd that's not nice as Kendrick. You don't got the complexion for the protection right. when it she comes to that. She needed to have, like, security walked out with her. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I don't know where that concert was. Hey, I forgot what it was, too. And but, I think hey, Kendrick set her up a little be, bit. <laughs> they'll be here Friday. K-Dot set her up so, a little bit. She's like, you sure you know the words? If he called one of y'all on stage, you know. If you are not... Uh, Dipped in a certain shade of melody. Just as a precaution. Don't get on stage and be inward this and word that. Because people already know that. Okay, this. Especially know, in this area because there are some like there are some woke people and some fake woke people who probably will address you in not so friendly matters. But moving. Yeah, let's move forward, man. On today's episode, right? A theme centered around poetry, 
is more powerful with legs. And so to break that down, it's kind of like, historically speaking in the African-American community, you think about poetry, it always has some kind of advocacy associated with it, right? Word. Like Amiri Baraka, The Last Poets, Gil Scott Heron, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. James Baldwin, you could say, when he, Langston Hughes, The Harlem Renaissance, Counting Cullen, you know, we can go, we can go on, on and on. On, on, right? on, yeah. Um, how is that advocacy relevant today? Like, what examples have you seen? I know, for example, I've seen Fighting Cancer for Poetry. That's local, you know. Yeah. That's going on there. They're using poetry and, and fundraising and using that for, like, cancer research and, and things towards finding the cure, things with helping families and et cetera. Uh, we also have, like, oh, he's associated with that. He made a shirt. He talked about it in the last episode. Yeah. He had the haiku on the shirt. I forgot a word for word, but... It's something, like, to paraphrase, it's uh-huh. like... Um, they say cancer or is all bad. It's some like sometimes good. My family's close. Yeah, my family's now. close now. Yeah, like that last bar was just like wow. Yeah, like cancer is not bad. It's of course it's bad, it's but bad. the fact that he was able like to see his family be uh-huh. you know rejoined and you yeah. know just reunion like that under those circumstances is is just you know hard to deal with. But the fact that it strengthened your family more uh-huh. to realize that family's important. That and, haiku was dope. And they bringing that awareness through, through the avenue of poetry. You know, they're using, using the words, using the art form to bring that to the people. And people who relate to that, they, they tend to grab hold onto it because it's, it's in a bite-sized package. Like, it's on Word. a shirt, but it's also a haiku. And it's easy to memorize for those who have memorized it, I'm sure. And they can take it with them and travel. And that, and that platform, that advocacy is with them everywhere they go. Because now it's, it's committed to memory. Also, we think about, like, Messiah. He's in New York fighting for uh, prison reform. Challenging the 13th Amendment, you know, 13th is a, is, is a big deal, like that's a big deal. 13th yeah. Amendment, uh, justifying slavery under the fact that you committed a crime or you're a felon, so now you can be legally enslaved in the prison system, which is all privatized now, for the most part. And so we get Ooh. the funding on the table and they, they get their room set up and they, <laughs> they gotta read a certain amount of, you know, it's, it's crazy. And then Lucky, you see what she's doing? Lucky's in the schools, like... Lucky's in schools molding the minds of these <laughs> brilliant brilliant children who like i think in my opinion children are the best poets why is that personally because they're still like their mind is still forming because you know you like you get a certain age as uh-huh. a child where you have a lot of questions okay and your imagination can run wild with so many things so the fact that like even when uh Christoph was telling us about some of the poems that these kids was writing right there's grown people who wish that they had like metaphor tie-ins uh-huh. that some of these kids have. And yeah. it's just like, wow. That's, I personally think that children are the best poets because it's just, they're the students. Mm-hmm. So they're learning how to use their voice and they're very attentive because this is something that they actually like. And I see, like, we see a lot of people who have like that fake type of persona when uh-huh. they get on stage and they they voice is a little different and uh-huh. they try to use uh these big profound words that they probably have no idea what right. it means but they looked it up in the dictionary and it's like oh but that rhymes with this yeah nah children don't be like that they write pure they just write, pure, they just yeah, write yeah. straight <laughs> up like even like sometimes <laughs> it don't even rhyme but and that's like they use that notebook how it's supposed to be it's like it's your poetry diary I think it's pure coming from the, the mouth of a child. Yeah. What the Bible say? Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, dogs perfected Matter praise. Matter of fact, yeah, I was uh, I was on uh, Instagram, uh-huh. and one of our fellow poets, he, uh, his 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 Instagram name is Tesla Tesla something. 
But Black is like, you know, that's that's him. Where's and man? He from Baltimore. Okay, Baltimore. Shout out to Baltimore. Shout out to Baltimore. Ports, the whole movement, man. Everybody. Name, Nate. Everybody. Sir Alex. Every everybody. You know, but he was at a school similar to what um to what Lucky's doing. Okay. And he had like rappers and you know other young poets in there, and they was going. Mm. And the first thing that came out of my mind came to my mind was that, that scripture. Okay. And I'm like, yo, it just ties in, and I and I commented on that. Yeah. And he was just like, that was everything, you know, iron sharpens iron, because he thought of the same thing. Yeah. And the fact that he chose to have, and I know that's the next thing, but that is part of his platform to really do that and help kids mold what they're trying to say, because a lot of times people just don't know how to say what they're trying to get that, you know, what they're trying to express, you know? What makes poetry the appropriate, like, like art form for that then? Because it seemed like it's, it's like poetry and spoken word. It seems like it, that's more appropriate than other areas to like kind of vent and express these issues and, and, and show this kind of advocacy towards certain things. Like what, what makes poetry that appropriate? Because I feel like it, it ties in that, that education field of wanting to teach and mm-hmm. also to have people learn about themselves as okay. well. Like I think poetry is a great tool when it comes to that because it's hard to do that you know in, in other avenues of mm. you know like sports or because everybody doesn't like sports everybody yeah. doesn't you know sing everybody doesn't dance but everybody can read mm. you know hopefully well, you know yeah. <laughs> you know or they can learn okay that you know how to read and how to write and yeah, it is, it is. speech yeah you know and all that jazz and just a form of expression that allows you to use your words because a lot of people do not know how to use their words mm. like when you're having a conversation and a lot of people don't know how to say sorry. Right. You know, you learn how to say sorry. Mm-hmm. There's different ways of saying sorry. There's different ways of saying, you know, even like more like sensual things like I love you. Mm-hmm. It's hard for especially like brothers to tell each other, oh, man, I love you. Hey, man, I love you, man. Right, right, right. I love you, know you too, man. Yeah, yeah. You feel me? But a lot of people don't have that spiritual maturity. Okay. And poetry, I think, allows people to learn and to grow and to mold themselves into who they want to be they acknowledge their flaws and they write about it yeah you know and then once they can gain that confidence of oh this is who i am and i'm not afraid anymore Mm. to express how i feel Mm. then that bridges the gap and that makes it a community back to you know poetry being and being so strong in the african-american community because you can reach somebody and they'll come up to you and say hey man me too right or how do you feel about this? Mm-hmm. Have you ever gone through this? It creates that conversation. It creates that safe place to say, well, maybe I can express this to him or to her because they just got done expressing that situation. Mm-hmm. That gives me the confidence to want to write and express mine. Yeah. You know? I, th- I think it's powerful to hear a child use their voice to, to express that, you know, to construct something in that oh, area. Definitely. Whether yeah. it's, like I said, we can... We can I guess people can argue whether it's you know professional or whatever, but it's still it's still it's still a voice, and the sure. fact that they're first and foremost confident enough to voice how they it's feel GT. about certain things, right? That takes a lot of courage for a child, maybe like between five and eight years old, to go on stage in front of all these people they don't, they don't know. And you seen in church when kids go to the front and they don't be shaking or they looking around for their mom or yeah, something, but man. they can go up there and say that poem and, and say how they feel about a certain thing. And then when they get off the stage and see everybody clapping and cheering for them. They, Easter speeches? The Easter speech, yeah, yeah, exactly, right? 
Yeah. Some along those lines, you going up to the podium and now you got to say something or they, or they call you to go pray, you know? Lord. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to have Greg come pray, Gregory to come pray. And you go up there looking all shy. Yeah, everybody back home to know me is J.R. Swift. So it's just. Yeah, we're going to have J.R. come to the stage. Right? And, then, no, and that's another thing. So, to like branch off of that. Okay. Do you think prayer and poetry are synonymous? Prayer and poetry? Okay, help me out with that. When you pray, like, okay, when we first learned how to pray, some people learned to, now lay me down to sleep, I pray to the Lord my soul to keep mm-hmm. that prayer. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you learn the Lord's prayer mm-hmm. and all that. But then when you learn how to pray okay. and your natural state of mind okay. and addressing the situation, and you go from like, you know, we grew up in the old traditional Baptist church, oh, Father God. Right. Hey. But you matriculate and you mature into asking and talking and speaking to God, honestly. Uh-huh. How is that something that, you know, can tie into poetry? Because poetry, you know, you got to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. You have to address certain things that not only makes the, you know, the audience go, hmm, but also makes you you know, comfortable enough to say that I don't mind writing this because this there's some truth in this and not only does this need to be said, but it needs to be heard. I think that's something you said that was key. You said the fact that you went from a certain formula to, to being more open and honest. Yeah. So I, so I definitely feel what you're saying on that. So I'll, I'll take that and run with it for a second. To be open and honest in your poetry is synonymous with prayer because you get to a point where you're able to just be open and honest in your prayers, right? Like open and honest in what yeah. you would say and how you express yourself. Yeah, and then man. when it comes to the stage, when it comes to the pad or whatever you want to choose to express yourself through poetry, spoken word, etc., you're more open, you're more honest because you've been through, at least you, you've been through the stage of the form, form, formulaic part of it. You went through, okay, you went through your trials and your experiments and whatnot, and now you're to the point where you have no more restraints, I guess you can say. Word. So, so, so think about the first time you spit. Yeah, the thing boy, like you were so so <laughs> probably focused on memorizing the joint, you know me, memory. So I make sure I get every word, every 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 time, every kick, every Lord, whatever. Time, to the point the now where time. you could break off and then go off into a completely different poem. Yeah, that may be like half freestyle, half whatever, but it still hits. I am not a freestyler. I learned that the other day. Well, shoot. Sometimes it sometimes it gets yeah, real like I that. Sometimes it gets freestyle. real like that. For all those listening and watching. Do not ask G to freestyle because I'm a I'm probably gonna start singing and humming some stuff. I'm the vocalist of this duo. So, so exactly. So 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 take it to the singing. <laughs> take it to singing, right? You got to a point where now you're able to be open and honest with your voice. And when it goes on, you can go on runs. You can go into little tunes, little mm-hmm. harmonies, little melodies, and anything like that just easily because you're open and honest with yourself. Now you you, you found your voice. Yep. Maybe that's key to find your platform is to find your voice. Would you agree with that? Hashtag to, pla- to find your platform is to find your voice. That's dope. That sounds that sound good. That was to find your platform. That was a bar. That's a bar. We need. Hey, can we get like a ding <laughs> for when like certain bars are said? Ding ding. <laughs> That'd be tight. That would be dope. But nah, that is true. I feel that. You know, and then the reason I ask that is because a lot of the um, the platforms of poetry throughout the African American uh-huh. community. A lot of these places and a lot of these forums took place in church. Okay. You know, that was like their community center. That was a safe haven where people could come and talk about mm-hmm. it. And then, like, you you did have, you had churches, you had, you know, gymnasiums, you had the library. You had the street corners. You had the street corners. And Soapbox. All of that. 
so for our you know our the ancestry of poetry in the African African American community excuse me is deep because there are people you know that we may not be so well versed on mm-hmm. in like different areas and I know I have a lot back home in Cleveland and like like all through Northeast Ohio who were just like so 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 dope like my gym school teacher in like third grade well I, I knew he was a poet because he he walked like a poet he okay. dressed as like there's no specific attire for a poet but he had like all of this like he he wore dashikis yeah he walked with a staff he always spoke like African proverbs and all that stuff. He had something to say. He always had something to say, and he would always have us recite something different mm-hmm. each day. And it was like an affirmation. Okay. For us to just, you know, yes, we're children, you know, but we are growing to be the next whatever. Mm-hmm. I am, the, I am this, I am mm-hmm. that, just to, you know, sow in some strength. You know, yeah. he sowed a seed in us that today, like, I don't even know if he's alive or not. You know. I would love to just reach out to him and tell him thank you because that was like my first learning my first words of affirmation and how that yeah. can be so impactful in poetry a lot of it the majority is affirmation mm-hmm. you know yes you're in this situation yes this is that or to tie it into the subject yes that our community is doing this to and just make it relevant our community is like it's open fire on us mm-hmm. every day is a risk for something and one way, shape, or form, whether it be police brutality, whether it be, you know, feeling expendable at your job, whether it be trying to fit in in school or, you know, attacking the issues of uh, self-depression mm-hmm. and just negative self-talk or things mm-hmm. and just a lot of questions that you have. But you have to affirm that, no, I am this. Right. I will get this. I, I am at this level, yes, but I will be here mm-hmm. soon. All I have to do is keep my focus and yeah. work. And poetry does that. People who come to these shows and they, they you know, they hear these things. And our, uh, you know, our, our old heads, if you will, of poetry, mm-hmm. that's how we got to learn to be so confident when we perform. You ever heard of Poets in Autumn? Poets in Autumn tour? Nah. So the Poets in Autumn tour um, is a what few is poets. That? Like Jackie Hill Perry, her husband Preston Perry, um, they uh, got named Ezekiel, another lady named Genetics. So like P4CM. Yeah, it's like, it's like yeah. that, that was like four of them from that movement who go on tour every autumn to like different places. They're going to the UK. They you know what? To, I did see that. Yeah, I heard it on the radio too. Okay. So yeah, nah, but they're dope. I I uh, think about that as far as conveying a message and taking your poetry. And making it powerful, like we said before, poetry is more powerful with legs. So now they're taking the poetry out to the people and not only traveling to local venues, but more so, more so venues outside the um, local context, right? right. And so they're taking a message with them as well because the poets in autumn, as well as PC4M, that's about advocating the gospel of Christ and um, getting that message out to different people in different communities. So if we think about that, we think about the platform, that's the platform right there, boom, poets in autumn, the message is the gospel, and we're going to bring that in a creative way. Right. Uh, our platform may be different. Your platform may be different. My platform individually and mm-hmm. collectively may have a, a platform may be different from theirs. If we could go on and talk about nuance platform for a second, and then go into individually, and then you know bring let's it back to black the back top. To you know what I'm saying? Let's let's start with that. So, um, 
I guess if we say nuance, we talk about nuance being the subtle differences in the shades of expression. Ooh. I bring one perspective, G brings another perspective, but more times than not, they're all talking about the same thing and bringing a similar message on a similar vein. Two sides of the same coin. Exactly, right? And so a lot of our poems are centered on like, what, uh, let me know if I'm wrong, like interpersonal relationships, right? Interpersonal. Mm-hmm. It's focused on, a lot of it is focused on um, like healing. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, like uh, themes of forgiveness, themes of uh, what? Addressing certain issues that you may face. Okay. I know like we wrote a, uh, prior to uh, OG Miles over here who's half sleep and not asleep. He ready to turn up and sleep. Right. <laughs> we wrote a poem called Black Boy. Okay. You know? And just what it, what would that letter be like? to, you know, write a letter to your son, you know, and then our, uh, from Black Boy to Mirror Man, yeah. addressing the issues of who we are as men and how we need to grow and, uh, um, what was the other one that, a lot, it was so well received in the forms of, you know, the community base. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that, was that still Mirror Man? Nah. Mirror Man was good. Mirror Man, Black Boy, uh, Broken. Broken. Brokenness Broken. definitely well received. Brokenness is hopefulness if you consider the odds. Our job, be, be the glue, glue, see it through. Armies and girls need you. Raise our sons to be kings too. Raise our sons to be kings too. Raise our sons to be kings too. And we use <laughs> quotes to the point that, you know, our poetry becomes quotable. Mm-hmm. I find, have you, do you find yourself like quoting something certain bars that we've like yeah you know what i'm saying yeah just in random yeah. conversation so our our platform addresses a lot of things that have go from real world situations as uh, as a black man as as a young black man as a young professional as something that as people being a part of families mm-hmm. and organizations and just the hustle and bustle of the curiosity moments that we have mm-hmm coming from wherever we're at, we're at work, you know, going to hoop or whatever. Yeah. And we really just, the point of nuance is just to really give you cut and dry, but also rinse out some of that confusion that may, you know, with wordplay and metaphors and painting this broad picture, but also being able to help navigate you through that picture. Uh-huh. So we're drawing it for you right in front of your eyes yeah and we're drawing it for not just your eyes but for your ears and your soul too go soul yeah you know and that allows us to be able to you know work the left side of the brain and the right side of the mm-hmm. brain so people can know it and we're, they're just sitting there like i love it right right i get it i understand and it's so dope i'm and, with it and again we draw from our strengths too we draw from you have, you have a vocal background so you, you, yep. you, you incorporate the vocals into it he has a hip hop background. Hip hop background, a little bit. His is, you know, it's a little razzle dazzle, I guess you can ridiculous. say. Ridiculous. Little this, little that. Crazy. So, even your teaching background. Yeah, yeah. You know? That's 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 heavy. That's that's a uh, a lot. Of my poem was sparked from well, well, classroom experiences. Also, what I'm learning in school right now. Right. As a student, you know, trying to make sure I'm studying first. And then the, just the intelligence of what you what we read and you know being able to tie in different. Um, Things that we read, different mantras, different uh, avenues mm-hmm. of what we read, because we don't we're broad readers. So, so let me ask you a question, real quick. Real quick, just to just to get us right there. You use 
when when it comes to writing poetry, right? Right. Do you use like do you use books? Do you use music? Do you use anything to get, get you in the mood, or is it more so like when you actually formulate your words? Like, how do you get these words? Where do they come from? A lot of them come from uh, music. Okay. For me, uh-huh. a lot of them come from just me reading through things, words. Literally reading the dictionary, reading like uh, I I read a, a book every day called mm-hmm. the Daily Stoic. Okay, you know Stoicism is is pretty dope to me. Right, and I, my daily devotional, and then and the question that it pins on that day may spark a poem for okay. me, or just thinking of a cadence in my head of something that I think will be dope that we do. Mm-hmm. And it would just go into a whole poem, and then like just how we started just sending each other like voice memos, and it's like, yo, could you write to this? Mm. How you, you know what I'm saying? And it just happens that way. I almost sent you one this morning, but it wasn't ready yet. So I'm like, nah, yeah, I feel that. You cook it up. But now, nah, what about you? Like, what's uh, what do you use? What helps you get in the mode of really sitting down, putting pen to paper? I listen to a lot of lectures. I listen to like mm, YouTube. Too. I listen to uh, right now. I'm listening to some stuff by Michael Eric Dyson. I'm listening. What he got to say, is is dealing with race issues because that's, that's that's always relevant. Um, a lot, very relevant nowadays. Table, um, also uh, music, of course, and the books that I read. Those three things I would say constitute uh, where my words may come from, where my ideas may spark from. Yeah. If it's not if it's not raw experience, which some of the purest poems come from that, but sometimes it comes from those three right and then like another side to it sorry to uh like go ahead, go ahead. do that but inquisition mm-hmm. just wondering why things are like how did people get to that certain level or an emotion that i may yeah. have been feeling from something that either made me feel really good or it made me feel really not so good you know and then it, i ask those questions and it ends up going into being like different sonnets of well, how that question made me feel, or how that situation made me feel. So yeah. everything to me is a groove. So that groove creates a piece. <laughs> so, so next question then is this, right? Mm-hmm. We know nuance. We come together and we uh, bring like a message of healing, so to say, a message yeah. of you know. We just went over the various things we talk about. Your personal platform. Um, I, I know we both tend to tend to touch on themes more so than others. Um, first, what makes those themes important to you to touch those? Oh my bad, I got yeah. cut up with Miles. He's up. He's up. Nah, but uh, the themes. Yeah. Uh, it's not any specific things. Like my my individual platform is themed through just life. I write about. I write a lot about what I see. Or what I may interpret, or a lot of times what I overthink, because mm-hmm. a lot of times I'm an overthinker, and it's like okay, instead of just keeping these thoughts stored in my mind, write them out, and it goes from bullet points to mm-hmm. like different little sonnets and stanzas to mm-hmm. a whole poem, and it gets chopped up into different poems. Mm-hmm. The next thing you know, I got a whole notebook. Of thoughts that right. just submerged into poems. So, know? so tell us some of those thoughts and some of those like. Uh, man, one thought would be just <laughs> having the ability to mature as a person. Okay. 
being able to be responsible enough to say that, hey, in order for me to get to that next level in life, I have to first master this level. And then mastering this level, I understand that I couldn't do the same things that I that I did in a level prior to this level. Right. I have to elevate. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the name of the game when it comes to my perspective of life. So that those pieces start to reveal that. And even like just, you know, you'll see me post something on Instagram. Right. And it just be what I was thinking in that specific moment. It has nothing to do a lot of times with a different person or a mm-hmm. different situation. It just clicked in my mm-hmm. mind like, oh, yeah, let me just write this out because that's like a that's breathing. Mm-hmm. That's that ventful moment, you know, away from the world. You know, so what with your platform, Mr. J. Wright, mm-hmm. what what all ties into you? What What is though? What are those themes or, you know? What is the picture that you're painting? What do you use to paint that picture? Uh, so the thing I find myself writing about the most would be knowledge yourself. Um, mm. Knowledge yourself being, you know, bringing that awareness of trying trying to bring pieces that make people think about who they are, and try to analyze and their own situation and try to bring about some kind of refinement or improvement to themselves. Feel so that. knowledge yourself is is key when, when I write my stuff. Also, I think about uh, matters that have to do with like community and mm. trying to bridge gaps that they may keep, keep keep people separate, whether it be like anger towards somebody, whether it may be like a disagreement or misunderstanding, whether it may be a heartbreak or a f- misfortune, something like that. Trying to find ways to bridge gaps through the avenue of uh, using knowledge itself in an introspection piece yeah, so that you can like try to navigate those issues and problems that you may face in your everyday life. Uh, so that's what I tend to write the most about, and it, it may come in different shapes and forms and different ways, but more so when you get right back down to it, it'll all make you point back to you, you know. Word. So I like that. Yeah, yeah. I like that, and I could like I've already I already knew that of mm-hmm. course, but it's just like to hear it explained. Yeah, helps me want to be a better poet. Helps me want to you know kind of attempt to drive down that street. At least once, just to, because you, I think in order to grow as a writer and as a poet, you have to diversify. You know, you have to be able to, you know, have your your art be authentic, be mm-hmm. organic, but also be, you know, transparent through so many different yeah, avenues yeah, because there are different and diverse people listening, mm-hmm. you know, from the elderly to the child to, you know white the black and and everybody everybody in between you know sometimes i think about like i think about for example poets in autumn uh i use that as an example to paint this picture right here like they have a clear universal message mm-hmm. that they take with them everywhere they go okay right and the, with that message being universal it may be able to hit on certain specific issues that somebody may be dealing with or certain specific ideas that a person may be dealing with when they come into the venue and, and see these poets perform I think yeah. with that we go on stage like we may have a general topic that may be like it may be general in the sense that okay we're going to talk about this right here maybe a phrase we just write about and it becomes a poem right and then with that it may be specific to somebody who may be in that that you know may feel as though they're the character in that poem mm. you know what I mean so I think about that when it comes to writing I try to write from the lens of I'm going to make it as easy enough for someone who 
is listening to pick up on something, hmm. but I'm still going to make it specific to the topic I want to stay on point on. And entertaining to listen to. Of course. Because of that stage presence. I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, as as we grow and as we perform, Mm -hmm. so does our stage presence and the syncopation of what we do. Because it's a lot of give and go. Do you think poetry will be anything without stage presence? Or would it just be... Because we think about, again, think about the child who goes up on stage. They might not have the same stage presence as the seasoned vet 30 years in the game who has, like... Pulitzer Prize winning, best-selling author, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, it's twofold, right? Okay. So, it's not, it's not needed. Mm-hmm. It's encouraged. You know, it's entertaining because, you know, you want to sit there and, and have those eyebrow-raising moments and, you know, the skin-chilling moments mm-hmm. of, like, the bars that they use mm-hmm. and, like, how their, their mannerisms of their body language is implied mm-hmm. in their whole performance, but... I wouldn't expect somebody who is first coming out the gate to have that. Right. So with the artist comes the expectation. Yes. So when we do see a child who comes on stage and they just blow the roof off. Right. We didn't it exceeds, expect We that. didn't expect that. It right. exceeds the expectation, right? <laughs> yeah. And we see somebody who we expect to be um, more well-equipped and prepared to present this poem in a better way. And they present oh, it in a way sure. that's like... And it's almost like, it's almost bad that we, you know, have that expectation because what, if they don't meet that certain expectation, we feel like we wasted our time mm-hmm. and our money. Whether it's though, like, if we just go in there just adoring and appreciating the art of poetry. Yeah. No expectation needed, you know, because people, you know, people are people. They go through stuff just like we do. Mm-hmm. They may not feel like being at that high level or feel like that performance or because of the venue and there are some people who will be like oh well this is a small venue i'm not really gonna give a hundred percent you know and then there are those who that that we follow like the j coles and the kendrick lamars and all those who don't care if it's two people or two million right they're gonna do their thing so that's why i say it's twofold man because if we attach an expectation to somebody because they have all these accolades versus the child or the person who's first starting out and we stand and clap for the person who's starting out because you know it's just letting them know that it's okay Mm -hmm. and you're going to get better do the same thing for the person who is already at that level Mm -hmm. because they may need to see that or they may or just to be devil's advocate, they may need to see a quiet room if they feel as though that they can go 50% uh-huh. on a performance because... You're a little humbling, thank you too. You need that humbling. You're too thorough, huh? So you need the humblance or humbling experience and you yeah. need that affirming experience if you're, you know, if you're unsure of your art or that confidence level. Yeah. So I'm cool with that. I would love to be on the stage with the Ezekiel Elliott's and all those guys. Ezekiel Elliott, football player? Yeah, like just to tie into, you know, different arts. Mm-hmm. I would love to be on stage with like the Commons. Mm-hmm. I would love to be on stage with the Barack and Michelle Obamas. You know, I would love to just have that avenue. And one person that I think is super dope at doing that, Common. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because one day you could see him like on a commercial for the NBA Finals. Next day you could see him at the White House just speaking and 
performing a song that has something to do with the history of America. And he's a household name now. Bruh. Yeah. Him and like you heard it like August Green too, right? August Green to uh yeah, they had an album. And Robert right? Glasper and uh uh oh man, what's the I can't think of the other dude's name right now. It's gonna come to me by the end of the show, I promise you. But dog, the fact that he went from I met this girl when I was <laughs> to now being so like a household name What's everywhere name? he Kareem, goes. Kareem something? Kareem Bigum? Like nah, Kareem, not Bigums. Kareem. <laughs> Kareem Bigums. <laughs> Kareem Bigums. <laughs> August, uh, hey, August Green. Kareem Riggins, I think. Riggins, right? Was it Riggins? Yeah, Kareem Riggins, yeah. Riggins and Bigums sound the same, man. Wait, nah, Kareem Bigums Yo, and Spice Adams. Dolph over there like... <laughs> <laughs> so how you plan on taking your path for your platform? Chick-fil-A. Beyond words. Order so I can get it fries. Ah-ha-ha. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> say not yet? How you plan on using your platform to, to reach beyond words, or impact beyond words? Because like Common, right, he uses impact. Now he has a... He has a, a global impact because yeah. his platform is able to reach different families, different communities, and different individuals. How do you plan on taking your platform, like you just explained just now, to impact beyond words? Using my platform to be a puzzle piece to a bigger puzzle. Okay. So how would so that look? That would look like, like I said, uh, attaching and sharing a stage with diverse people from diverse mm-hmm. careers and diverse backgrounds. To being able to share my art with theirs right. or my talent with theirs and being able to jail because we're all talented people. I think every human being has some type of talent that if you tap into it, I mean, you're rich, you know, spiritually, mentally, maybe even fiscally, you know. But my, I, I would say using my platform as being a puzzle piece to using my music and my poetry to allow others to share their art, whether mm-hmm. it be in technology, mm-hmm. whether it be in animation or uh, fitness, mm-hmm. anything like that, to just, you know, if I could put words to a, a fitness catalog or or if I can create that energy or that, that passion through my art to speak to the CEOs and, and all the top dogs at Amazon mm-hmm. and Apple and all those guys to say, hey, man, Everything has to has to have a groove, has yeah. to be in sync, and create that platform to one day shake hands with you know the people that I admire, the Commons and the Andre Three Thousand yeah. and all those that I you know personally would love to meet, and mm-hmm. I'm going to meet because you got to speak things into existence. Our our puzzle pieces are going to be they're already proven to be very 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 important and much needed, mm-hmm. even with us doing this podcast now. Yeah. We're able to reach people like we're on Instagram Live right now. Mm. You know, we're on Facebook Live right now. Mm. You know, we don't know who all is watching right now. Yeah. And it could be that one person that says, hey, man, you got to look at these brothers. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they reach out to us or we reach out to them and say, we would love to, you know, just speak at this event or we would love to get your take on what can we do to be able to share our energy and what we have on stage and through our words with your company. Yeah. Dope. What about you? I think Poet Life Podcast. I plan on using my platform to, to, to impact, impact beyond the words I may present on stage. Poet Life Podcast, because now we have- I like that. Now we have a venue now that we can, we can speak and we can address things that we couldn't really 
put into a poem. Word. We, we, we can open up topics. We can we can get other poets involved that not just local, but like across the country. We can get them involved. We can we can link and, and brush elbows and network and things like that. And that's helping us to connect to the larger community. Also, mm-hmm. um, uh, like, you know, we plan on creating workshops. Creating workshops where we travel to different places and we bring them uh, different ideas and topics from our books that we have written and are still writing. And um, we, we can let them know that we have like some ideas that we can take with us now. So I think like it all, it, it goes back to equ- equipping us, e- equipping mm. ourselves with like stuff to take with us, man. Like, you know, mer- merchandise take with us, you know, like, oh, we have the shirts, that's perfect. You know, we have the Poet Life paraphernalia, poetlife.com. Check it out. But we got, we got, we got all everything. kind of stuff for you, baby. You know what I'm saying? Run us dry. Get everything. Everything, everything must, must go. Everything must go. Everything you know must me? go. <laughs> Including the kitchen sink. I think I think definitely having having these avenues to where you can you can make that happen and having those connections because without connections, you're pretty much walking alone. And even 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 if you choose to walk alone, you have to make connections to really have as much impact as you would like to have. Because I don't think anybody can just wake up and say, you know what, I'm gonna be the best basketball player ever with nobody helping me and you're outside every day practicing by yourself. Shooting around by yourself with no trainer, no no, no guidance, nothing. nothing, and you don't play for no team. It's just very, like how how you, how you gonna get that? It's very rare to see that because there have been instances and very you know rare moments and rare people who have may have had that starting out, but once they got starting out, starting out yes. So, but once they got to a certain level of accomplishment and recognition, they were able to attach themselves to people who yeah, help elevate yeah. them even higher so we you need those i do agree wholeheartedly like you need those connections yeah and part of those connections is communication mm-hmm. so let me ask you this all right cool let's just get let me ask you this so if you were to give people two two things they need you said communication first okay. two things they need to make connections to make effective connections communication communication confidence confidence Communication and confidence, because you have to be confident enough, like to put yourself out there and take that risk. That might be two point five, but confidence is key. Mm-hmm. As cliche as it sounds, mm-hmm. it's very important to have Definitely. that and Definitely. to establish that self confidence and self, like that belief in self that says, "Hey, he's doing this. He got to this level. Why can't I? Yeah. This is what I want to yeah. do. This is what I'm passionate with doing. I want to learn his route. Mm-hmm. Like I'm." I would love, like, I'm. I reach out to these people. Yeah, yeah. That's how I, I got in contact with, you know, Big Bro uh, Apprentice Pile. Yeah, you, re- you reached out, step to reached out to them. Yeah, definitely. You know, not being scared to say, like, because we're all like they bleed and sweat and sleep. They got mm-hmm. two feet. Put their pants on, similar mm-hmm. to me. And I'm sure some people are, are looking for that. Somebody to reach, you know, for yeah. you to ask a question because some they people want have... you to take that initiative. Yeah. And like, I mean, Christoph is saying it all the time. We got a lot of beautiful, like, talented people, but they just won't take the initiative to really. They got the idea, but they let it sit. Right. You having stillborn thoughts, man. Communicate. So communication. Connect. What's yours? And confidence. To add on to that, I would say authenticity. Because ah. because you want to come with an authentic package to present to somebody. Word. You want to be able to bring something that's original. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, I don't want to hey, ask you for help, and I'm just sitting there talking about. How I want to be the next so and so. Word. I mean, if I really want to have a, a real impact, because that person has their own impact, I think we have. Worry about 
not trying to take somebody else's lane, staying in your own lane, having your own impact that can add on to the impact of others who are like-minded with you. So is that another thing or is that your breakdown of um, authenticity? That is authenticity. Okay. And also to add on to that, I would say humility because to come mm. to somebody, you want to be humble. Even you're confident in yourself. Yes, you're confident. You've exuded confidence, but you also have an air of humility to you to where you're not, you're not uh, too big-headed to reach out and ask for help. Study so you're confident. You're confident to ask for help, but you're not... Like you're confident to go and make, make that step, but you're not arrogant in your approach. You're, you're humbling your approach. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I I think that's a uh, that's wise. And the gold. Like you're not asking for gold and silver. You're asking for wisdom. Yeah. Right? How do you make your gold and silver? To make so I can make silver. my own. Teach a man to fish. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All of that. So check this out. Right. Again, we're gonna put out an episode, and then we're gonna have an episode of Q and A. So we want you guys to reach out. To, to us, if you have our numbers, you can text us, you can hit us up. Also, we have our social media outlets. All that. Um, hit us up on that with your various questions that you may want to ask a poet or about poetry, the industry, the art form at large, etc. Right? So, again, man, this Poet Life Podcast. I'm J Roddy. And I'm G. Thanks for checking us out. Peace. Tune in next time. Subscribe if you haven't already. Yes, sir.